Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Unfiltered with me, Lindsay Hughes. So happy to have you guys here today. I am pumped for this episode, you guys. I I really like, I've been wanting to do this one, and I feel like now is the perfect time for an episode like this. So today we are going to be talking about how to disagree with somebody, especially someone close to you, and dealing with different beliefs and opinions. And that shit can be hard. I think it's pretty clear. We all know that at this time in our world and, you know, in the United States, especially people's true colors are coming to the forefront. We are learning more people's opinions and people are being very out there about their opinions, whether we agree with them or not. And so how do we accept these different beliefs and opinions? And also how do we disagree with somebody that maybe, you know, we love? How do we have effective disagreements? And it is something that you guys, I need to work on because I am really uh, not the greatest at accepting, you know, when I might not be right and when somebody has a completely different opinion than me. So that is why I wanted to do this episode because <laughs> I feel like I can't be the only one who has trouble you know, disagreeing with people's differing opinions, but it is such a part of being a human and it's something that we all can relate to and it's something that we're all going to have to deal with, you know, not only in times like right now in our world, but for our whole lives, there's going to be disagreements and awkward conversations and things like that. So we're going to talk about all of that today. And you guys were very interactive. A lot of you guys sent in voice messages, which is awesome because love being able to actually hear from different perspectives and hear you guys' situations and for everybody listening to hear that as well. So you guys can always send in voice messages for the episodes. If you didn't know, pretty much every like episode topic for the most part, I try to take you guys' questions as well as voice messages. And if you ever want to send one in, there's a pretty good chance that you'll be featured on the show if I see it in time for my recording. And it's super, super easy. Like you don't have to download anything crazy. You can just record directly from your phone and send it in super quick. Uh, so that so that link, if you're ever interested in sending in a voice message to the show, is always in the show notes of the episodes if you ever feel inclined to do that. I love hearing you guys' voices and I feel like it really adds to the episodes to have them be as interactive as possible. So before we get into this week's topic, let's go ahead and read our reviewer of the week. So the reviewer of the week is Nicole and she said, great podcast. I love listening to Lindsay. She has such an easy voice to listen to and I always find myself so entertained. She is so easy to relate to and listening to her feels like I'm talking with a friend. Her stories, advice, and outlook on everything is just so raw and real. It's hard to find people with a following who are authentic and she definitely is. 10 out of 10 recommend. I look forward to this each week. Nicole, you are so kind. You are so sweet. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to write your review. Um, guys, we're really, really close to 400 reviews. And if you guys know anything about me, four is my favorite number. So I would live to get to 400 reviews in the next week or two. We're really, really close. So I would love it. Even if you literally wrote like a three word review, it would mean so much to me if you guys left a positive review. If you are enjoying the show, it does not take a lot of time at all. You can do it right from your phone on the Apple podcast app. You just scroll to the bottom and where you see the other reviews and you can submit one. And I read a new review every week and I shout out a reviewer of the week. So if you guys leave one this week, there is a great chance you'll be reviewer of the week next week, or even just subscribing to the podcast. If you haven't done that, um, on whatever platform you listen to, I mean, that helps so much. So I appreciate anybody that takes the time to do that. And I feel like I haven't done a weekly catch up with you guys. I don't think I've done one in like a month because I didn't do one two episodes ago. And then last week's episode that was actually recorded three weeks ago. So we kind of have a lot of catching up to do. Like since the last catch up, <laughs> I feel like I'm saying literally the condiment catch up. I've been feeling really inspired lately by Everybody sharing and using their voices and using their platforms. Um, and I just think like keeping the momentum going and seeing this happen over the last few weeks, 
it's been really cool to see people that have never like talked about um, whatever it is, like politics or religion or anything like that, like coming forward with their beliefs in support of this movement. I just want to encourage any of you guys that have been posting, that have been talking to people in real life, that have been reading, educating yourselves, watching documentaries, donating, literally anything like give yourself a pat on the back, tell yourself, keep up the momentum, be kind to yourself. Okay. You know, some days you're going to maybe be more going for it than others. You need to take time for yourself. That's really important too, but just stay like, I'm sure you guys have all seen that quote that was shared a couple weeks ago. That was like, you know, we're all traveling in the same direction. Just keep your foot on the gas. And I think that is like so powerful. That was one of my favorite quotes of the past few weeks seeing just like, don't like get caught up in, Oh, like what is this person doing? Or maybe this person isn't posting enough. Like if you know someone's you know in favor of the same things as you that are right like just know we're all traveling in the same direction just concentrate on what you're doing and what you can do better and um keep your foot on the gas and i think that that is very powerful in itself okay just wanted to say that but um as for like a personal life catch up i guess um i have been so excited because where i live Things are open again for the most part. Um, well, obviously it like depends on the business. Some places are still, you know, only like takeout or whatever it is. There is a lot of places that are, you know, safely open now. And I had actually my first like outside dinner where you order from a waitress last night. It was so fun. It was like the highlight of my week, like celebrating my friend Deb's birthday. Her whole family was there. And then it was me and her girlfriend. And I was just like, how did I even get invited to this? We just went to a restaurant and sat outside and there was actually live music. And it was just so nice, like ordering a drink and like getting really good food. Like I just missed that experience so much. And um, it was really nice to be able to like go just talk to people and sit outside at a restaurant. Like it was a great time. So, you know, obviously that is something that's safe for where I live and not for where everybody's living, but that was something that I really enjoyed doing this week. And in general, I've been like seeing a lot of friends and I've been, well, not like a lot of, I've been kind of seeing like the same people, but I've been, I've been social. I've been, you know, going to see a friend or two every few days and, um, I'm feeling really good about that. Like summer is here. It feels really good. I'm loving the summer energy right now. I'm already out of breath and it's only the beginning of the episode. Damn it, Lindsay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's actually like the, not necessarily the hardest thing about podcasting, but it's one of those things that you don't think about until you start talking into a mic for like over an hour every single week. Like your voice gets fucking tired and you'll start like panting and shit. You got to take some breaks if it's just a solo, a solo episode. But anyway, um, this week I also went to a rally, a police accountability rally because they are voting at city hall in Boise this week on like the next police budget and how it will be allocated. So I went to a rally earlier this week and um, with one of my friends and so, so glad I went to that. For the past few weeks, there hasn't been much in Boise. You know, it is a very, Idaho is a very white state um, and Boise is very, very white, but it is, it is, I'm not going to say it's diverse, but luckily we have so many people here that share the same um, opinions and beliefs and are standing up for what is what is right at this time. And so we do have people that organized Black Lives Matter Boise and started social media for that, which was so exciting to see because we never had that for, before. We never had that community before to go and show up for and to go and support for events. Um, so that is like a new thing that we have, at least now we have it on social media and, um, it's been so cool to see the events that they've been doing. So I've gone to whatever I have seen that they have posted here because like I said, like living in such a white state, living in Idaho, um, you know, I need to show up where where I can, you know what I mean? So uh, that was a great thing to get out and do this week. And if you guys keep up with me on YouTube or Instagram, you might know that I was actually like did a couple trips the past couple weekends. I was I was gone like three weekends out of four weekends in a row. Um, like the last couple 
weeks or like the last month. Um, and so I was doing like a lot of road trips, a lot of traveling. Um, and now I am back in my house. I'm back into my routine and honestly, it feels so good. I do love, I love a good summer road trip. I love going to go visit like friends and family, which is what I was doing, but it is so nice to be back in my routine. And honestly, you guys, you know that I love my alone time. So I have been honestly thriving with my routine. I've been making time for working out and I've just been like vlogging and doing stuff to my house, adding new little things to my house and just trying to, you know, keep positive and do those little things for myself. So that's kind of my weekly catch up. I feel as though it was long, but like I said, we had not chatted in like a month about life. And now you know what time it is, guys. I know you know what time it is. It is time for this week's bops and flops. Woo! Crowd goes wild. (laughs) Okay, let's start off with the flops. My first flop is that I feel like I have been hard on myself in a lot of areas that, you know, I could go into, but in general, I feel as though I've just been hard on myself and kind of putting a little bit of pressure on myself lately. And it's very, very easy to do that. Okay. It's hard to not be like, you can do better. You should be doing this. Um, that type of stuff. You know what I mean? So that is one flop that I'm like, how do I just do that less? (laughs) And my next flop is a few things that I feel like kind of grouped together, but in general, it's like realizing that in one particular relationship, but you know, this is not only like having to do with one thing, giving too much of myself and like realizing that I'm giving too much of myself versus what I'm getting back. And that is like one of the hardest feelings. It, it sucks to accept that, but also it's like, wait, why am I giving so much of myself if this person is not giving me the same back? So I've been feeling a little bit like that lately. And also going along with that, just the idea of being too much. And I've kind of been thinking about that lately and kind of really, really being like, you know what? Fuck anybody's opinion that thinks I'm too much, too loud, too out there and too dramatic because I am a loud person. I'm a big personality. I'm not quite like, I'm not as like that in my videos, but when I get into social situations and especially around people I'm very, very comfortable with, I am like a loud out there person. Ask anyone that's close to me. I'm a big personality and some people don't like that. Some people think, uh, you know, I'm very dramatic. Some people think, you know, I'm just too loud. You can let that get you down and be like, oh, I should dial myself back. And you know what? In certain situations, if you're actually being like obnoxious, yeah, maybe dial yourself back. If you're genuinely being yourself, do not dial yourself back for anyone. And that is something that I'm trying to tell myself lately and realizing. So um, yeah, that is kind of my flops of the week. (laughs) personal, but that's kind of what I've been thinking about and struggling with a little bit lately, but also using it to be like, you know what? Fuck it. If I'm too much for anyone. And I, I might make a whole episode topic about being like too in quotes too much. I feel like I have a lot to say about the topic and it has affected certain relationships and friendships, etc. in my life. So let me know if you guys would want to actually hear a whole, a whole episode on that. If you don't and you feel like you got the gist, you can let me know too. Okay, let's move on to our bops of the week. My first bop is my friendships and social life. I'm feeling really fulfilled in those areas right now. And I, if you guys know me and you've kind of listened to me talk for the past few months, um, you would be probably surprised to hear that. I mean, in, in recent, I've definitely found a very nice circle and I've actually just been like actively trying to say yes to more things, which is something that a lot of times my, like when I'm chilling and I'm like not ready to go and I'm like, Oh, I already like had this plan for what I was going to do for myself tonight. It's just so easy to be like, stay in and say no to things. And I still do that sometimes, honestly, when I really do like actually want to stay in, but something about just like saying yes to more things and 
going and having experiences and you just saying yes. I mean, it really, I never regret it. I really do never regret it. So I'm happy to report that honestly, I don't think I've ever been so happy and so fulfilled in my like friendships since I moved here. And I feel so grateful (laughs) and I literally like don't even want to move anymore because I'm so happy right now. So I'm in really no rush actually to do my next move. Who knows when it will be because I am very content. I mean, and this could change, you know what I mean? This could change, but maybe I'm just feeling that really good, like summertime energy, being able to like get back out and do things again after like the quarantine. But, um, yeah, I feel really good about my friendships and that is something I'm I'm just going off about this too much. Okay. I'm going to leave it there. (laughs) Next bop is I have been prioritizing myself and my wants and needs and really making that good time for myself and putting myself first um, in general. I mean, there's things that I could definitely do better, but that is a really great thing to be able to acknowledge that I'm still making time for other people and my friendships and my family and stuff, but I'm also making sure to prioritize myself and what I want to get done and what I want to accomplish in my days and what makes me feel good and just being true to myself. So that is a big bop. Okay. That's a big life bop right there. And lastly, for bops, I wanted to share some music um, favorites. I feel like I usually share stuff I'm watching, and I do have stuff that I've been watching, but I really did want to share a couple of music-related favorites this week with you guys. So the first one is an album that came out about a month ago from one of my favorite musical groups, Nako and Medicine for the People. They make in my opinion, just such beautiful music that they call they call their music like medicine. So it is very um, spiritual. It is very powerful music. And the lyrics really, like you honestly should look up the lyrics of like any song you're listening to because that shit is powerful. I post about them all the time on my Instagram story because I'm literally, because I listen to their music every single day. Seriously, this album couldn't have come at a better time. So there's a new album called Take Your Power Back by Nako and Medicine for the People. I know it's a long name. Um, I'm going to link the album in the show notes of the podcast just so you guys can easily find it if you want to go listen to it. But specifically, there are two songs on the album that are so fucking relevant right now and so just powerful and important. Um, During the time that we are in right now, they just make you feel like, holy shit, this is the music like everyone needs to hear right now. Um, So the first one is called Part Problem, and the next one is called Dear Brother. And those, I feel like, are... Oh, those are my top two on the album. And they are, if you guys listen to them, like, trust me, they are so powerful and you will not, I feel like you will not regret it. Just listen to the lyrics, listen to what he's saying and, um, had to share that. And then I also want to start sharing, um, more black artists, more black art, more black owned businesses. So recently I have found over the past few months, I've actually been listening to her, um, a musical artist. Her name is Umi. I'm almost positive. That's how you say it. It could be U M I, um, cause it is in all caps. So maybe it's pronounced U M I, but I think it's Umi, but she is, oh my gosh, her voice is so beautiful. Her music is so calming and beautiful. And she is a beautiful black goddess. And I recently started following her on Instagram. And I've been, like I said, listening to her music since about February or something. And guys, just go follow her on Spotify or wherever. Listen to her, some of her music. It is so incredible and definitely an artist that um, I haven't heard talked about too much at all, but she definitely is like popping off right now, you know? Thank you so much to our longtime sponsor on this podcast of Anchor. So Anchor is actually how I make this podcast. I wouldn't even have this podcast if it wasn't for the free tool that is the platform Anchor. So as I said, it is completely free. Anybody can make a podcast from your house, from your phone, from your computer. 
Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's basically everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it actually is, you guys, I stan Anchor so hard. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started with recording your own podcast. Okay, guys, I feel like that was kind of a longer than usual introduction today. Uh, Hope you guys don't mind. I just really felt like I could catching up with you. But let's go ahead and get into our topic today. Let's talk about why is it so hard to disagree with someone, especially somebody that we're close with? Um, At least for me. Maybe it's not hard for everyone, but I feel like, you know, most people disagreeing with someone that you're close to, or even, I mean, it could even just be a fucking stranger, just disagreeing on such kind of more important, uh, serious, just more important, serious topics. Um, it is very difficult, uh, for a lot of us. So I want to talk about how can we have calm or calmer? They don't necessarily have to be calm, but Maybe, you know, if we have issues staying calm like I do when having conversations like this, um, how can we have calmer conversations when we disagree without trying to change someone's opinion or have them see it your way? And the reason I say that is, well, first of all, before we get into anything, you guys, um, I know I have been talking a lot about the Black Lives Matter movement because obviously it is, you know, the biggest thing going on right now, so important. And I think I shared this in the episode I made um, two weeks ago, but I, when I'm talking about things like in this episode going on, like political beliefs or more serious beliefs, I'm not talking about the Black Lives Matter movement because it is a human rights issue and I do believe it is right versus wrong. Um, So that is my opinion on that. I don't think that it is a political issue. I think a lot of political things could be, can be tied into it, but I just want you guys to know as we're moving forward in this episode, if I do bring up like politics, which I will a lot, um, I'm not specifically talking about what is going on right now, because like I said, I don't believe that that is necessarily political. I believe it's a human rights issue. So that's my opinion. And you can totally differ on that because that, that's what this whole episode is about, you know, having our different opinions and trying to respect them and let people have them. But I did kind of just want to say that right off the bat. So yes, how can we try to not change someone's opinion and have them or have them see it your way, which is, you know, a lot of the times where my brain goes to like, how can I change this person's mind? How can I, uh, how can I just like get them to see what I see? How, like, I just don't understand. You know what I mean? Like that is, you know, all these frustrations that kind of come up, but the issue is with all those barriers and all those like, oh, I just want them to understand. I just want them to believe what I believe. I think something that's hard to accept is that, you know, with so many things in life with talking serious conversations or just things that are important to us that might not be as important to somebody else or whatever it is, like somebody has to have that light bulb moment for themselves and you can't necessarily like make them see your side, see your point. I mean, you can a lot of the times by having these conversations, you can, you can, maybe you can have like a breakthrough conversation with somebody. Okay. I'm not saying it can't be done, but I am saying like, don't go into these conversations with the idea of wanting to change the other person's mind. And, um, I think that's like a great place to start. You can still have very important, meaningful and intellectual conversations. Um, you can still have these big, important conversations, but just kind of like having that initial mindset of like, okay, My goal is not necessarily to change this person's mind or have them see it my way, but just to hear why they have that opinion. And we're going to talk about this more, okay? Um, We're going to dive deep into how to do that. So one thing that you can do right off the bat is to ask yourself, what is it about somebody's differing opinion that upsets you so much or angers you? about what they believe. 
So sitting with yourself and asking yourself that maybe after a conversation or maybe before having, you know, a difficult conversation, just sit with yourself and be like, what is the root of it? What is it about their opinion that makes you so upset? And it is okay to get upset. It is okay to have strong opinions and fight for them and to share them. It is totally a great thing to do, okay? Especially right now. Um, So I want you to know that I'm not saying like, don't get so upset about it. Just ask yourself, what is like the thing about their belief or their opinion that makes you kind of feel maybe heated or that you cannot seem to understand, start there. Just kind of start by asking yourself that question. Another thing that I've been kind of thinking about and why it is difficult to have these disagreements a lot of the time, uh, at least for myself personally, is I know that I love being right. Oh my God, nothing gets me fucking going more than when I am talking to someone (laughs) and I know that like they just said something and then I maybe whatever it is, like I correct or I'm, or we'll just be talking about something, you know, and I'm like, blah, blah, no, it's this. And they're like, no, it's this. But like deep down knowing that you're right and then proving that you're right. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I know it might be a bad thing to say, but it feels so fucking good. (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know why, but it just feels good to be like, you know what, like what I knew it in my brain, it was correct. Okay. So that is a big part of it is a lot of us, particularly myself, but I'm sure a lot, a lot more of us, we love being right and thinking that our, you know, bigger opinions, whether they're politics, religion, we love thinking that our big opinions are right and that they are correct because we are so opinionated about them, right? Typically. Okay, so how can we try to understand these different perspectives and not get so heated? Which, like I said, it's okay, okay? It's okay and it's normal to get heated. Also to get emotional, to get upset. We're going to talk about that later into the episode because I have a lot I can say about my emotions getting into conversations like this. But um, one thing that is really powerful is trying to understand why somebody is the way that they are. So that comes from how they're raised, uh, how they came to that belief system that they have. A lot of it is typically going to be early childhood how they were raised, um, where they lived, where they grew up, the people they surround themselves with, um, if they've traveled near and far, if they've kind of been a small town, like doesn't go anywhere person. These are just things that go into, you know, your, your beliefs and your lifestyle and people experience so many different things and people surround themselves with so many different types of people, but then some people don't, you know? So understanding like how people were raised and how they came to their belief systems and what might've factored into that, that gives them that opinion, you know? And so thinking about that, I think is really, really helpful Um, versus shutting them out for their opinions and not letting them talk or explain it to you because it makes you, whatever it is, upset, angry, offended. I know for me, you guys, this is, I'm preaching this right now, but I'm like, this shit is really, really hard for me. And I'm sure for a lot of us is to like, let people actually talk without just being like, oh my God, I'm so mad at what they're saying right now. Like, oh, how can this person be like talking about how much they support and love Trump or whatever it is, like I whatever the fuck it is or um, racial comments or it's like, it's so fucking hard to not just be like, oh my God, I'm so fucking angry. I want to like lash out at this person or in your brain, just be like, what the fuck? And it's, yeah, it's okay to have your thoughts, have your opinions, Um, but kind of like just going into, you know, these different chats and um, conversations um, with wanting that person to explain to you, like, why do they think think this? Why is this their opinion? Can Can you actually be kind of inquisitive about the subject? So you're getting more of a an answer that's like, hey, this is why I believe this. This is how I've been raised. This is what my life looks like. These are my beliefs. Rather than, you know, 
shutting the person out and not letting them speak. So with, you know, things like politics, world issues, human rights issues, um, disagreeing, having these conversations with friends, family, strangers on the internet, possibly, I don't know. Um, how do you go about that? And how do you have still, you know, intellectual, difficult and potentially uncomfortable conversations with people, especially people that you're close to, like your parents or your uncle or your partner that maybe has different political or, you know, opinions. You can hope that you guys are together because you're aligned on certain things, but there are, oh my gosh, I mean, there's so many couples and married couples that have different opinions and different beliefs and different political beliefs. And a lot of them make it work. Um, I'm sure that people have their ways of talking or not talking about things that make it work for them. And I don't think one way is right and one way is wrong. I think it depends on the relationship and, you know, um, but yeah, how can we do this more calmly without getting so upset or without taking things personally, which is my biggest thing is like, my tragic flaw. I don't know if I've shared this before. If you know me, you guys, my tragic flaw is that I take everything personally, even when things are really not about me at all. I just, I just take, I think everything is so offensive. And like, I just, like I said, I just, I just really take things too personally. And I don't know. It's just a big part of my personality that's always been there. That goes into having these conversations too, being like, okay, can I separate wanting to take this personally when it's really like probably not about me at all. It's just about one opinion on a subject versus another opinion on a subject and having a dialogue about that, okay? So yeah, this is something I could uh, tell myself. Something that you can do when you're having these conversations is to listen, hear, and try to understand what the other person believes, like genuinely listen and try to understand. I think it's um, one thing to be listening to what someone's saying just so you can, just so you're thinking, I'm sorry, I snapped, but just so you're thinking about what you can say next or your reply, right? And I know I'm guilty of this a lot too, you know, talking to someone being like, what am I going to say next after they finish their sentence? And it's like, whoa, how do we actually just, just sit and listen to what someone's saying without thinking of this is what I'm going to say and reply to what they're saying right now, you know? So challenge yourself. I know it's probably, you know, depending on the conversation, it can be very, very hard to just sit and listen and not chime in. Right. I mean, for me, this is a very hard one. But trying to just remind yourself to listen and try to understand what they believe. And something you can say too is like something along the lines of, I don't agree with your opinion or I I don't think I agree with you on this subject, but I do want to understand your perspective or I want to understand your opinion and why you have that opinion. And just like that alone is very powerful and it is kind of like, um, hey, I, you know, I don't necessarily believe what you believe, but I would like to understand why you believe that. And maybe you could share that with me. And then it's kind of like giving that person the floor to be like, okay, you know, I feel comfortable to share why I have these beliefs. And another thing, I'm just going to kind of conclude my thoughts before we get into some questions uh, with this is we oftentimes jump to judgment Uh, I know it's very hard as a human not to do that, to not to jump to judgment, especially for people, for what people believe. Um, It's very hard not to like just form something in your head with like, oh, I think this, they think this, this is probably why they think that way or whatever it is. So try, you know, I know it's really hard not to jump to judgment sometimes, but that is definitely a big factor in these conversations as well as we immediately a lot of the times probably want to go to judgment. Um, and it's hard. It's hard when you're talking about things that are really important and things that you are not aligning with someone who you really want to, someone close to you, whatever it is. Now that I have, you know, kind of opened up the dialogue, I hope that some of that was helpful for you guys. I wanted to kind of start it off with that. And now we're going to dive a little bit deeper into different types of 
situations that you guys submitted and questions that you had. So it's going to be a mix of voice messages, hearing from you guys's experiences, as well as some Instagram questions that were submitted as well that I thought were relevant. Um, so let's go ahead and do it. Let's start with a voice message that we got from Lauren. Hey, Lindsay. Throughout my entire life, I've had a rocky relationship with my father and his side of the family, um, especially when it comes to things around race and LGBT. Um, and with everything that's been coming up with this Black Lives Matter movement, I was hesitant to talk to him about um, white privilege and um, everything that comes with it because I didn't know what his opinion would be. But everything that I've been sending to him and talking to him about um, and trying to get him to open up his mind, he's been responding really well to. And I find it very interesting. And um, I didn't really realize that he would change his um, views or open up his mind especially um, because he's a narcissist. And it's really, really interesting that this movement is doing that, especially to people like my dad. And I'm really happy. It's, it's really interesting. I just, yeah. All right. So I thought this one was super relevant. I'm really glad that you shared this, Lauren. And first of all, I think it's just so powerful and important that you have been having conversations like this with your father, especially knowing that you guys you know, typically do not align on certain things like you mentioned and certain beliefs and have had a difficult relationship, like you said. Um, and I just think this is so inspiring. Now, obviously it's not going to be the same for everyone. It's not going to be like, Oh, you're talking to whoever it is that you want to change your opinion, whether it's your father, your someone in your extended family, grandma, grandpa, a friend that has different opinions, maybe, you know, maybe it's not going to go this way, but I think that this is really inspiring and goes to show that even if we do have these, you know, some beliefs and opinions that are different from someone close to us in our lives or someone that is in our lives that we talk to these things about, you know, maybe we can align on certain things. And like I was saying at the beginning of this episode, you know, for a lot of people, I think we are in agreement that this is a human rights issue. It is not necessarily political and it's kind of like a right versus wrong, you know, like, are you going to be on the racist side and be like, all lives matter? Or are you going to be like, no, I am here with the Black Lives Matter movement, I understand the, or I am trying to understand, I stand with you, I'm going to show my support, I'm going to try to educate myself, and I'm just going to also just publicly like say that it doesn't matter your race, we are all equal. And so I feel like that's the difference, it's like one side versus the other, typically. Um, you know, people have their their opinions about that, I'm sure, as well. But I just think that this was really inspiring to kind of open it up with. So thank you so much for sharing. And also just thank you for showing that you can have these difficult conversations with people and that a lot of times maybe it leads to somebody opening their eyes. Okay, another question we got was how to not cry in conflict. I'm a sensitive ass bitch. <laughs> so I relate to this girl. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of times I cry in conflict. I'm sure as, you know, emotional people, you guys understand this one, especially when you're fucking passionate about something. Genuinely, I would say um, to this question, I would say you don't have to stop yourself from crying if you feel like crying you know what I mean because like that's essentially just shutting off an emotion that your body is naturally having you know what I mean so I don't necessarily I, I maybe I wish I had tips for how to not start crying but genuinely I don't know how to stop it like when I start crying I just start crying so I mean maybe genuinely if you really don't want to be like crying, crying, crying it up in an argument or um, in a conflict, sorry, like you said, um, maybe you could try to identify what gets, what pushes you to that point. Uh, I don't know if that's possible, but trying to potentially like think about and try to identify what does get you to the point of tears and trying not to let yourself get to that point if you really don't want to be crying um, in these conflicts. But Overall, I would say like, don't focus on so much stopping your natural emotions from happening. And maybe that's just 
maybe that's just my advice as a woman who also understands getting upset and emotional, but, um, yeah, maybe you can take some, maybe you can take a break from the conversation if you're getting really heated. That's something that I know, I mean, not really related to this topic, but in my past relationship, that is something that was really important to start doing in moments of, um, conflict and argument is like, taking like leaving the conversation and like taking even fucking two minutes to just like be alone or breathe or just like not talk and just try to calm down for a second so that could potentially be something that works too just maybe going to the bathroom for a couple minutes and gathering yourself and then coming back to the conversation so that is kind of what I would say if you really um, are struggling with that go have a moment to yourself if you're getting to that point and then try to calm down and try to come back to the conversation more calmly. All right, let's hear another one of our voice messages, and this one is from Mia. Hi, Lindsay. My name is Mia. I'm 22, and I'm from the Chicago area. Um, I've been following since I was literally in middle school, and now I just graduated college, which is crazy. Um, I just want to say thank you for your iconic work. Um, Anyway, I would love to hear your opinion on cancel culture and kind of like shutting off people who don't necessarily agree with your opinions. Um, Like not in the sense of someone doing something obviously bad, but like what do you think about the notion of unfriending or blocking in the real world and online um, of people who argue against you or like your lifestyle or your beliefs? Um, Do you think it's necessary or unproductive? And have you ever had to do something like that Um, in terms of kind of blocking out people or unfriending people? Um, I'm really curious. Thank you. Okay, Mia, thank you so much for this question. I thought it was really interesting, different than a lot of the questions I received. So um, I'm just going to answer this, obviously, from my own perspective and for myself personally. I, I cannot answer for how other people feel, but just in regards to, like you said, people, um, having different opinions than you and feeling like, oh, maybe I need to block this person. Maybe I need to unfriend. I think it depends on why you want to block that person. Is it because they just have a different opinion than you? Or is it because they said something genuinely offensive, like to you or about a cause that you really, really are passionate about and you care about. Um, so I think I would just kind of like ask yourself why you want to block or unfriend. Um, maybe, I don't know what it is. It could be like seeing someone's Facebook post. I feel like that's probably a lot of it. I don't go on Facebook, but I know that there's a lot of, you know, shit that goes down on there with people really just going off with their opinions, but really like any social media. So, um, I'd say it's kind of a case by case basis for me personally. I mean, I try not to block unless something is genuinely like very unproductive. You know what I mean? I think there are, there's totally levels of constructive criticism and also just accepting differing opinions. And also it's, you know, like I said, it's hard for me to not take things personally a lot of the time. So when I did initially start like sharing publicly about Black Lives Matter, I was getting like this one girl was really, really up in my DMs and kind of just the vibe of it was anything I posted that uh, was like, oh, you know, I'm making this podcast episode um, and I am donating all of the money and like things like that. Like I would post something like that and she would reply in the DMs and say something like, oh, you know, the questions you asked for your black followers to share, like that's not, those aren't like, you didn't word it right. Like those aren't like, that's not how you should say it or whatever, whatever it is, like something like that. And I remember she had been constantly in the DMs for like the past few days whenever I would post about the movement and be like, oh, you're not doing this right. Like, just so you know. And, you know, I like I said, it's hard to not take that stuff personally. But also I do think, you know, sometimes we need to separate it from, okay, is this person just like fucking reading all my shit and seeing all my shit just to hate? You know what I mean? Like, why are they seeing this stuff so quickly and replying to all this stuff? there's totally a difference between constructive criticism and being like, Hey, um, Lindsay, like for example, um, I, I put up the, um, black lives matter fist initially as my, um, Instagram profile photo for a couple days. And, um, my Instagram profile photo is still, um, a black lives matter photo. Um, and I just felt like that was something that I wanted to do. 
but I got like a tweet from a girl that was like, Hey Lindsay, like, just so you know, like I thought it was really like nice that you did that and everything, but I like, I want you to know, but I have heard from black people that for white people to do that, like you shouldn't really do that. It's not necessarily like the best way to show your support. And these are the reasons why. And so that was totally like, Oh, this is something that I didn't know. Like I thought I was showing solidarity and showing my support and, you know, in a way like that, that's kind of what you would be doing if you made your profile photo, the, the fist. Right. But as a white person, you know, there's things of course that I don't know and I don't understand. So having someone tell me that I was like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing that with me. Do you um, think there's something I could change it to that could still show support, but it wouldn't, you know, be like, I'm not supposed to be using this fist because I'm white. So she sent me actually a bunch of options and I picked one of them. That's just one example. Okay. You guys, it's just, sorry, this is a small personal example. And I kind of went off. Let's get back to the question. I would just ask yourself, like, is the conversation productive? You know, like, do, is it productive? Um, and if it's just totally unproductive, then I don't think there's a problem with blocking or unfriending someone. I really don't. If you don't, or just the mute button is so great too. We love the mute button on um, Instagram, on Twitter. Really love that. <laughs> I know that not everywhere has that. So I would just ask yourself, you know, what is my reason for wanting to block or defriend? And I would go from there. Okay, something along this question's lines, I, I got pretty often. And it was, how do you deal with different religious or spiritual opinions in your family? I think that for me, I can definitely speak on this because my family has so many different um I mean, not so many different. So my dad is religious um, and he, that is his spirituality. Like he has grown up religious. Um, his parents are very religious. So like my grandma, my dad's mom, and then my mom's side, you know, my mom's parents are religious too. Um, I would say not quite as much like talking about their religion quite as much. They're a little bit more like quiet about it, but still, you know, go to church. Um, and those are, you know, my grandparents, they're in their eighties. I do think a lot of religion is, you know, how you were raised and the time period that you were raised in. Um, but also just like how, yeah, like, is it like how your parents raised you and all that kind of stuff. Um, but to keep going on it. So like my dad, like I was saying in my immediate family, my dad's religious. My mom is actually very, very spiritual. You guys probably know she used to be religious and she does not really identify with religion much anymore. Um, and she's very, she's like the spiritual goddess, like loves yoga. She's just very, you can get very deep with my mom very quickly, basically is what I'm trying to say. And I love that about her. I love that my mom is very open-minded and like that. And I think that's influenced a lot of me and my sister and brother's beliefs, you know, we, we all grew up Catholic and we got confirmed in the church. Um, but none of us are practicing anymore. None of us really, I mean, I don't exactly know how my brother feels, but I know that he does not go to church. Um, I think me and my brother and my sister pretty much feel pretty similarly. Me and Megan are definitely more spiritual than my brother. Um, but I think we all kind of have the same beliefs with, you know, yeah, we were raised religious. And I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to this as well. Like, yes, I was raised in a religious household, but I do not necessarily like live my life that way anymore. I don't, you know, it's because when you're a child, you do what your parents tell you to do and you, you have the beliefs that your parents have a lot of the time. So sorry, I'm going to kind of go off again. Let's get back to the question. How do you deal with different religious or spiritual opinions in your family? So... I think for my family, one thing that's been really powerful that my mom kind of me opened me up to is like accepting that we all have our forms of how we are or are not spiritual. So like I was saying, my dad, how my dad is spiritual um, is his religion. Like he, that is his God. And for a lot of people, you know, their religion is their spirituality. Okay. So, I mean, I guess they are separate things, right? I'm not going to say religion and spirituality are the same, but religion can be spiritual, right? It's like something to hold on to. It's something to pray to. And there's forms of spirituality that are very similar to that. You know what I mean? Like meditating and trying to attract something into your life. I mean, that could be seen as a similar practice to praying, um, just in different forms. How do we deal with it? It's like I was saying, just kind of accepting that people have their form of how, of what they believe in everybody, you know, and some people don't believe in anything and that is totally fine too. That's totally valid too. And 
you know, you can't necessarily get someone to believe what you believe or think like, oh, this is right because it feels right for me. It's like, it's different people connect with different things. Some people are going to connect with religion and want to pursue that for the rest of their life and raise their children in the same religion that they were born into. And then some people like me, we were raised, you know, religious our entire life, go to church every Sunday, get confirmed, whatever it is. That's a Catholic thing. Um, and then I don't want to carry that on for any other part of my life. I don't feel connected to that. And that is me personally. And that does not have to be anyone else's truth or anyone else's life. So to just leave it off, answer your question. I think, like I said, just accepting that people have different things that make them feel connected, feel spiritual. People have different forms of God or a higher power. And, um, for some people it's the universe. For some people it's Jesus. For some people, there is no God. Advice for talking to really conservative older family members about Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ plus rights, DACA slash immigration, etc. I get so emotional and easily frustrated when having those conversations. And a lot of times I feel like I'm getting nowhere. Um, Okay, so yeah, I do feel like we kind of, I guess I kind of answered this a little bit at the beginning when I was giving like some tactics and all that kind of jazz, but, um, to go kind of deeper into, yeah, I mean, you, you asked specifically about talking to really conservative older family members. Um, I can speak from like a little bit of experience. I mean, I know that my grandparents are definitely, you know, lean on the conservative side. I don't necessarily know if I would say they're really conservative. I mean, I would say, you know, they definitely all voted for Trump, but, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of older people, like they align more with him and, I don't know. Um, Not to say all older people, of course, but, you know, a lot of our grandparents, probably at least mine, you know, they, they're maybe a little more conservative based off of just how they've been for years and years and years. You know, older people, they're typically set in their ways because they've been around a lot longer. I was having a conversation with my grandma on the phone the other week and, um, It was kind of the first, like, time I had to have a little bit of a... It wasn't necessarily a difficult conversation. I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, it was so hard to talk to my grandma about my opinion and how I feel about Black Lives Matter. I just wanted to, like, make sure she knew from a perspective that I had heard that she probably wouldn't have heard just from typically, like, watching the news. You know, like, my grandma lives in Houston, Texas, and she was saying, like, she was kind of talking about, like, you know, the looting side of rioting and protesting so she was kind of saying like oh it's just sad that like you know businesses are getting closed down or businesses are getting like graffitied or whatever it is like I guess that like people are taking out their opinions on businesses that have maybe nothing to do with it or whatever it is what I told my grandma basically what I had learned um, is like grandma you know as white people what I've learned is that we can't tell black people how to act at a time like this we can't try to be like oh they should be protesting like this or they shouldn't be doing this to businesses or whatever it is you know what I mean so I was kind of just expressing that I was saying like well just to play like devil's advocate grandma like this is what you know I have heard from doing my research and being on social media because you know my grandma she's not on social media she's not getting like that whole side she's typically probably just getting what's on the news you know what I mean okay I'm kind of going off on a tangent again but um yeah anyways like that is basically a conversation that I had with an older conservative family member and um just to kind of bring it back to your question it's hard to accept that like you're probably not gonna change the opinion of someone that's like you know 70 or 80 years old and is extremely conservative like coming from someone that, you know, coming from the opposite side of that end, like maybe potentially being like a young, more liberal person, as I'm guessing you are based off of this question. Um, it's so normal, like you said, to get so emotional and easy, easily frustrated and feel like you're going nowhere with these conversations. So I think a lot of the times it's kind of like, okay, let's just accept that like, you know what, they're, they're in their beliefs, they're older. And I have expressed like, please don't, don't not say how you feel. Express your imp- 
important opinions, especially when it comes to human rights and when it comes to race. You know what I mean? Please say how you feel, say what you stand up for, what you think is right, of course. But um, also I think accepting that like, especially with older people, um, they're probably going to be pretty set in their ways and you can definitely have conversations with them. So kind of bringing it back to um, the beginning with trying, trying to understand like why they come from um, the opinions that they do and what has led to that. And that might definitely provide a little bit of help when thinking about why they are the way that they are. All right, let's hear one more voice message for this episode. There definitely was more that were submitted, you guys. So I'm really sorry if I couldn't get to yours. You guys, I know there was more submitted and I'm definitely willing to continue this conversation in a future episode. And there's always more chances to submit. We definitely got more voice messages than usual this week, which I'm so, so thankful for. So I am sorry if I didn't get to yours in this episode. Um, let's hear our last one that we're gonna play today from Jasmine. Hi, Lindsay. Uh, My question is related to my relationship with my boyfriend. We've been together for almost four years. I'm 22. um, And his family is like super religious. Um, They're Christian and his parents are literally the pastors of their church, which is like, I don't judge or anything. Um, I was raised Catholic, but I was never super intense. Like me and my family would just go on special occasions to church and things like that. Um, Basically, my question is like, their ideas, like whenever I've gone to their church, just out of respect, their ideas and their views are like super radical and almost ignorant and got to the point where I couldn't even hold myself together during their services and I would get so uncomfortable and just anxious. So I stopped going um, to their church. Like I disagree with a lot of the ideas um, that they talk about, like sexual orientation and things like that. Um, Like they're just very close-minded and I just don't know how to deal with it in our relationship. So yeah. Okay, Jasmine, I'm really glad you asked a question like this because, you know, relationships are one thing, but, you know, having, you said you guys have been together for four years, that's a really long time, it's obviously very serious, and so, you know, seeing his family is definitely a part of your life, it's going to probably continue to be a part of your life if you guys are, you know, keeping your relationship going strong, so... Yeah, these are things that come up that I'm really glad people are asking about. It's like, oh my gosh, like what do you do if, you know, your partner's parents or family in general like fully just has these completely different beliefs and you made it clear that they don't seem like they're open to gay rights and that's really really unfortunate. I know that all Christians are not like that and everybody totally has their different opinions and, you know, the church can tell you maybe one thing or preach one thing. Um, and I know that it's obviously different church by church. Um, and also, you know, you can just have your own personal beliefs, um, on gay rights and many other things as well. I guess what I would do in this situation, you know, you didn't talk about your boyfriend too much. So it sounds like you guys are pretty aligned with things because I mean, I don't know how religious he is still to this day, but you know, I think that's definitely something that you can be in a relationship and one partner can be religious and one partner is not necessarily so religious, but they can of course respect that person's beliefs. And I think that's really awesome. And I think that that's great. And I think that's going to happen a lot of times in relationships. I mean, maybe you find someone that has your exact same religious or spiritual or political beliefs, but a lot of the time you're probably not. And you guys are probably going to have things come up that differ um with those topics so i would just kind of try to accept like okay they are full on in it like they are pastors at their church you know what i mean like i would just try to kind of be like you know what this is how they are and they are very very religious and it's okay to not be that um, i mean i don't know what they act like around you i don't know if they're they try to get you to you know come with them to church and to believe the same things that they do i don't know how intense it is or whatever but i would just kind of try to be like you know what i have to see them when i have to see them but other than that i'm i just don't really agree with their beliefs and that that is okay you know they're my boyfriend's parents and a lot of you're not going to go in really typically and like have a conversation like that with your boyfriend's parents like oh this is why I don't really believe the same religious things as you guys you know like some people might but I typically wouldn't cross that line of I don't know I would just be like you know what this is their beliefs this they're clearly very passionate they're pastors and I would just kind of try to be like like I said just 
see them when you have to and just kind of like accept the situation for what it is, I suppose. And just accepting that, you know, at the beginning, like we talked about what has led them in their lives to have their strong religious beliefs and just accepting like that is their lifestyle and, um, you don't have to align with that. And I hope that your boyfriend is supportive. Um, I, I don't know how much you've talked to him about it. I'm assuming a little bit, um, but maybe he can kind of help if you ever feel uncomfortable too in certain situations. Hopefully if, you know, hopefully he can help with kind of being the middleman if there's ever any like kind of awkwardness about beliefs or conversations that come up. And a lot of times I think it's just kind of like with, you know, a partner's family, it's not necessarily, in my opinion, it's not necessarily my place to go and talk to my partner's parents about their beliefs. You know what I mean? It's totally okay to accept that we're going to have different ones probably a lot of the time, but it's not the same thing as if it was like your parents and you could, you know, have a different type of conversation, I think. So that's a little bit where it gets difficult. And so I'm really glad that you brought this up. I don't necessarily think I offered that much help, but that is, I guess, just what I would do if I was in the situation. It's kind of a difficult one, but I think that at least, you know, you've got your partner and hopefully they can kind of be your support system through that. Okay. Last question. I'm going to leave it off with, I know I didn't answer too, too many, but I do feel like, you know, it's been a long episode. You guys, we've been kind of going at it and a lot of them were pretty similar, but just to kind of finish it off for this episode, really liked this question. And it was how to encourage your partner to educate themselves, even if they think that they're not racist. So yeah, bringing it back to actually people that you're dating. So how to encourage your partner to educate themselves, you know, maybe if they're feeling like, oh, well, I'm not racist, so I don't need to, whatever it is, like, I don't need to watch any documentaries, I don't need to read anything, I I know that I'm not racist. So it's gonna be definitely a hard one to deal with, but I do think, you know, you can have this conversation, you should have this conversation if this, like, you know, this is your partner. I think what I would do is maybe I would like put on um, a documentary. There's so many on Netflix right now. More than that, you know, I'm sure you guys know about 13th, When They See Us, The Hate You Give, etc., etc. I'm only naming a couple that are very, very popular, but um, there's a lot of spotlight right now on all of you know these different platforms, and you can watch them on YouTube. You can watch them online. I think I would next time you guys have a movie night or you're hanging on on the couch or something, I would start it off probably by just like watching something together. I think that maybe if you guys haven't seen When They See Us, that could be a really good show to watch together. I actually watched that with my ex like like over a year ago. I think it came out, yeah, it came out sometime in 2019. I remember we watched that show when it first came out and I guess people weren't talking about it that much, but I I totally watched it like as soon as it came out and I thought it was so powerful, so good. And I remember my partner at the time, um, we both were just like really invested in it and we thought it was a great show. And I think that would be, it's very powerful. And I think that that would be maybe a great one to like start together and see if he has interest in watching that or if he has interest in watching a documentary like 13th with you um there's really and i hope i hope that he does i hope that he wouldn't be opposed to something like that i mean i don't know like what kind of stuff you guys watch together but i think it's really important even even if just you're kind of watching it and he's in the background like doing something else i mean even that's better than nothing i feel so that's probably what i would do first kind of like lightly you know bring it up And then um, maybe just like bringing it into conversations a little bit and not trying to be like, oh, you know, like I'm trying to get you to talk about how you feel because I, you know, want you to educate yourself more. It's just, I guess, more like bringing it up and making sure that it's not making sure that it's just on his mind a little bit, too. And um, I think, you know, you know your partner. So just ask, ask yourself, you know, has my partner said racist things? Has my partner made racist remarks? Whatever it is. So just kind of like ask yourself those things. And if you guys, I think if you guys need to have a conversation and it's difficult, I don't know if you already have, but um, yeah, I would start with some documentaries and uh, some shows and just incorporating more black artists, black owned businesses, 
going to restaurants. Like I kind of said at the beginning of this, you know, it's hard to be like, you know, people are going to have their light bulb moments for themselves. And it's, you know, like you're going to have that thing that hits you um, in a way that something hasn't hit you before and something that makes you angry or something that makes you like, oh my gosh, I need to do something about this right now. I want to post about this or I want to donate to this cause or I watched this show or this documentary and it made me, it, it just taught me so much. So like I said, these light bulb moments, typically people really are going to have to have them for themselves and you can't really like force that moment on somebody else, which... And it was hard, but kind of just accepting like people also doing things in their own time. But I hope that people aren't, you know, there's a lot to be said about this and like really just like actually not educating yourself at all and being opposed to the idea. So I definitely don't um, agree with that. I don't know if that's the situation, but yeah, <laughs> let's leave it there. There definitely were more questions and things that you guys submitted. So, um, thank you so much for submitting. Even if I couldn't get to it in this episode, thank you so much for your submission. Trust that I have listened and read all of them. And I really appreciate you for submitting anything. All right. And I think that is kind of where I'm going to leave it off. I need to go rest my voice a little bit, but I think this was a really important conversation and I'm really glad I did this episode. I am. Um, I hope you guys learned from it or just, you know, got something out of it, some insight or enjoyment or just whatever it is. I just hope that it was beneficial. I do have a new vlog up on YouTube if you guys want to check that out, if you want to keep up with what I'm up to. And uh, until next week, uh, you can follow me on social media. You can follow my Instagram, living like Lindsay. That is where I'll be posting and on YouTube. So thank you guys so much for listening as always. And you guys will hear from me again next week. If you made it till then, feel free to go leave a little review on Apple podcasts. I mean, Hey, you made it this far. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I will see you hear from you. You'll hear from me. That's what it is, Lindsay. You will hear from me next time. <laughs> Bye, you guys. Thank you.